2: It's White Heart Pain for United. I bet you wish that coach never got to the ground yesterday. This is the Redcast. Good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. This is the Manchester United Redcast. My name's David Collins. Thank you for joining us. From San Francisco to Salford, from Moss Side to Melbourne in Australia. We welcome you and we are about to discuss Oh what is another week in the life of Manchester United, from traffic jams to foul throws. Is Ashley Young a striker? Is Damian a fullback? What is Rojo? We'll discuss this and more. Uh, we'll look at our lack of goals because it is quite serious. Um, will King Louis lose his crown? The West Ham FA Cup replay. Uh, we'll talk about the Villa game coming up and much, much more. In the company, in the studio, Red Tars Towers. Chris Curley, welcome back, sir. One month off.
1: Thanks for having me back, although it feels like Groundhog Day to me. whenever time I come back here, it pretty much ties in with a defeat. Jonah, in other words.
2: And coming from sitting high in the stand, a newly newly named Sir Bobby Charlton stand, staring down, well, it used to be Elysium, but I think it's more like hell for the last past few years. Mr. Robert Meakin, welcome back, sir. Good evening, David. Oh, see. So he, he, he already knows this was a terrible weekend,
1: isn't it? For you everyone. can tell so just in that good evening, David, how I sad Bobby's feeling.
2: Okay, let's get to it. Let's rip this band-aid off. Uh, 3-0, White Hart Lane. Uh, United hadn't lost there, actually, since 2000. Delhi Alley was five years old the last time Spurs beat United there. So, within the space... Well, there were three goals. We're in the space of five minutes and 46 seconds. Chris... Um, let's talk about the game Um, for me personally I was sitting there watching it and it looked pretty comfortable but it's so messy in midfield the pressing the pressing there wasn't you know everyone kept losing the pool giving it away um United you know, didn't really have anything up front either, did they? What was your What was your thoughts on the uh, game? Um,
1: very typical of what I've seen. And I think the past few weeks have been a little bit of a red herring, if you ask me. But if you listen to me on here, I'm normally going to say that. Um, there was nothing going on in the final third, was there? And um, really in the second half, it was down to Martial um, to create something out of nothing. Because he had no one running from midfield, no one around him getting close enough. And just once again, bizarre substitutions from Van Hall at incredibly ridiculous times. Um, Once again, our full backs can't play 90 minutes. Um, And he takes the kid Rashford off and then puts someone else up front out of position again. And I think I counted by the end of the game, there were like five or six players who weren't playing in their, what you would say their natural positions were. Um, And so it really was no surprise to me in that second half. It was like we were waiting, um, waiting to get beat.
2: Yeah, the, uh, Bobby, uh, Chris alluded to it, um, no attacking threat, really. I mean, in the midfield, pretty pretty matched each other, I think, both sides. But again, it happened against uh, Everton the week previous. This happened again now. One shot on target in the whole game, Robert. I mean, that's just not good enough, is it?
0: Well, and that's, that's- what we've been talking about all season, isn't it? This isn't a new development. This is a Manchester United side that is it's drilled into it, that it's got to keep possession, that it's not supposed to lose the ball. We seem to forget along the way that shots on target are what win matches. And that's been a story so often it, it, we've had a dismal return in that regard in many games throughout the season. I was also... I think it was interesting that the, the, the treatment of young Rashford, of course, we've relied on hugely recently, mm. was uh, is a bit of a concern. I think, I'm, I'm not sure it's great to be pulling people off the pitch at half time mm. at that sort of age, what, what it could do to his confidence. And then we had the, the bizarre scenario of the fastest man from Watford, Mr. Young, being uh, brought on as a striker. Mm. And I've called him many things in my time, but a striker is not one of them. And I thought that that marked a new where. Uh, uh, tactical low in Mr. Van Hals' brief career.
2: We'll definitely talk about the certain players that played uh, yesterday and, and he's, I don't know, uh, Van Hals seems to enjoy playing people out of position. I think, I think Ibrahimovic would join United, but he's worried he might pay right back. So I don't think that that's an issue. But we'll talk about the fewest shots. The fewest shots by any team in the Premier League this year, 2016 is West Bromwich Albion 31, Villa 36, Norwich 39, Watford 40, then oh manchester united forty six shots on target in the Premier League this year now that for a you know for a club of our stature is just not 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 good enough is it
1: it's incredible i mean it's a it's an incredible statistic i, I mean it's kind it of beyond belief of what you're used to. I think the other statistic is that we've got thirty nine goals in thirty two games. And again, it's just unbelievable. You just can't put that down to United side. And what is even more unbelievable is the tolerance of it all. Um, and that's the thing that I can't still get over for the life of me. And he seems the to the tolerance
2: get, from tolerance from, to, from, from
1: everyone. Because you know, why is why are they not being booed off every half mm. with that kind of performance? Why is there not more um, anger at Old Trafford? It's it, that, that's what baffles me about the whole about the whole thing because it just can't go on. There's a this sense of apathy in the ground um, and getting caught by the yes Twitter social media, but. The, what he does really well Van Gaal I'll give him credit for this is that he seems to get a result just when he's on the edge of the cliff <laughs> and it's inc- and, and I mean, that cliff is coming really um, really quickly at the moment well, on a, Wednesday night there's a night. big cliff
2: coming isn't it yeah um, before, before we get to that I mean <sighs> Robert we've got a situation haven't we We. He's, he's kind of been given a bit of a grace as well because of, we've had a lot of injuries and he's bloodied a lot of younger players and people seem to have backed off of him slightly or at least he's at blood in the young players because this is what United's all about let's talk about some of these players that played the other day I mean do you Robert Lingard playing at number 10 it hasn't worked has it I mean I looked at the stats the other day he had no shots no passes no key passes didn't go past anyone uh, he didn't particularly play that well against Everton either uh, what, what do you think about Lingard because I think out of all of them I'm oh, still I, the jury's out for me on him
0: I think, I, think, I think that's true and that's completely realistic isn't it I think that out of the three of them right now out have our so called new young holy trinity everyone's going on about with you know with Martial, Rashford and Lingard. You'd say that out of the three of them you'd you'd probably bet your house on Martial turning into a world class player. You'd say Rashford has the potential to be one. Lingard I would argue is probably the, the maybe the least able of the three but might come through still i mean it, 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 it's unrealistic to think that all three of those players are going to come through and be top draw we've relied on them too much because of the the way we messed up with our investment and selling of our of our forward line previously we've been put in this position people have got overly excited when, you know, after a couple of good games, saying, Rashford and Lingard, they're the answer, we don't need to buy anybody. The brutal truth is we probably do. These lads could come through, but to rely on them the amount we've had, due to the mismanagement at the club has come back to haunt us.
1: Talking about, can I just talk about Lingard? Is that when he's played well, he's played wide left or wide right and he's got on the end of the back post and he's kind of like a one-touch finisher and he's been doing well and then suddenly in the last couple of games, he's been playing him in the hole when the real problems that we have is shouldn't be drawing the attention. This is what Van Gaal wants. He wants you to draw the attention to Rashford and Lingard and Martial. But let's talk about the senior players with Premier League experience Mm. who just aren't doing it in one matter who can't can't run and Schneiderlin yeah. who can't pass it. Yeah. Let's talk about one matter because he's continually keeps playing him on the right wing. And we, we know that's not his position. It's actually yeah. not
2: fair on him to be playing in that position. He's having to track back like yesterday. he am just getting left constantly all the time. Surely could, everyone can see if you're going to play Lingard in the same team as matter, matter should be playing as a 10 and Lingard should be playing on the right hand side. And it doesn't happen again. Poor Rashford, as you said, Robert has been taken off. I mean, the, He's a young player. He's going to be have ups and downs immediately because they don't have yes. consistency. But I want to talk about, what What about Rojo? What is that player? Is I mean, that is surely someone who's not going to be here next season, Chris.
1: He's not fit. He can't play 90 minutes. I think he maybe sneaked in in 90 minutes yesterday. He can't get up and down the line. He never went on one overlap once... Granted, Marshall doesn't like an overlap, but he didn't even try to. Um, he's reckless. Um, I don't even think he's a left-back. He's probably at best a left-sided centre-half um, mm. because he clearly hasn't got the endurance to play up and down that flank for 90 minutes.
2: I would say probably one of the worst United signings and, and I'm, I'm putting it at sort of a level with Ralph Mill. That's how far back I'm going.
0: Well, I you, we've got a disastrous record with Argentinian players. Argentine, great footballing nation that it is. We, we are consistent in always having it, it probably, he, he would him.
1: probably ruin ha- Heinzel Messi. Was, well you probably I mean Heinzel was good until he got his cruise I, I was
0: going to say Heinzel was one I was was, good until he was an honourable exception
1: ship. to because he was he was a top he was excellent and Tevez it, was good he until, until he, he threw his baby, so, his toys out of the so front so
2: Robert what about Darmian then because this is someone when yeah. he first started the start of the season you thought this could be okay but again I mean we're going to get on to Forsyth in a minute who hmm. are, uh, we'll discuss him in a minute but he went on I went off the pitch injured unfortunately and and uh, Damien came on, and then we shipped three goals enough straight away. What's, what's your opinion on Damien? I, I
0: was I was really really pleased when we got him, and when I first saw him in his first few games, but he's just the sort of player we need. He's got he's young, but he's got international experience. Italian defenders are never known to be shabby on the whole. I thought he really looks the business. And unfortunately, I know he, he was affected by injuries. He seems to have gone backwards. Whether that's lack of confidence, whether that's down to the management, whether you know, I, I don't know. But he has—he—he he looks from from the sort of very accomplished, confident operator who turned up earlier on in the season to the rather nervy, gaff-prone figure now. There's some something has gone wrong there, and I—I I wonder, I wonder if he, he's been looked after right by the club. You—you you have to wonder that because at the minute you'd say, you know, is, is, he, is he up to the job? And I think it'd be very difficult to give
1: a firm yes to that. I, 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 Damian is the one that upsets me, because when I saw him play for Italy, he was perfect for us, up and down the yeah. flank, two-footed, you know, very similar to Dennis Irwin in lots of ways. Mm. However, that can't be a comparison, in, because Dennis' consistency was his hallmark, and Damian hasn't been consistent. And really, not since the Arsenal game, when Sanchez tore him to bits. It seems to me the physicality of the league really has found him out, and he's simply not strong enough to play week in week out
2: yeah I'm trying to give him a break he's not as young as people think actually Um, but I'm hoping that Another season, you know, because even Patrice Evra sh- suffered when he first came to the club. But I, well, we'll get on to someone else now uh, who was taken by United from the Ajax Academy, Forza <laughs> Mensah. And I don't usually put my head on the on the block here, but I'm going to say this, this guy is going to be immense. I, I think yeah, out of all of these young players that have come in, Chris, he looks a real deal, doesn't he?
1: He does look the real deal. Sharp. Quick over ten yards, aggressive, plays the ball simply. I'm curious to know he's where. He's a unit he's, as well. He's, he's a, a big unit player. He's a unit, and you wouldn't want to walk into him. Um, I'm curious to know where his best position is going to be. Well,
2: they talk about he's he's a centre back, um, but he can play on both sides. And Robert, I mean, what what what, do, what have you made of this guy? I mean, it's when he went off the pitch, we kind of lost the game when he when he went off the pitch, didn't we? Oh,
0: I, I, he, again, he's one of the big positives in this latter part of the season. I'd see it. Be, to be honest, let's be honest, we're screaming out for a specialist centre back to play alongside Smalling. Yeah. So I would hope and imagine that's where he's going to end up. And frankly, the sooner the better. I think that we had all these, we've had all these sort of false dawns, all these other people turning up, presumably, who are supposedly going to take this centre back berth and the likes of Phil Jones etc etc through to Rocco the uh, new Duncan Edwards
2: I like to say it every time still yeah, waiting exactly, for him to <laughs> exactly
0: Daly Daily Blint who frankly has never been a centre back is at best a utility midfielder left side defender he's done well though and you is, have
2: to say like, he
0: has yeah. done well because he's an intelligent good player but I, I, and I've got nothing particularly against yeah. Blint, but I, it unnerves me seeing him playing centre back week in week out. That's what I'm saying. Before think that 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 job is there for the taking. That position. He
1: reminds really me a think. little bit of though of Makalele. Forza Menza and his physicality and his um, passing ability I wonder if yeah. whether he might end up being a holding midfield player Yeah,
2: could, yeah. I don't know what he would be if LVG
1: says in the team he'll probably be being would be in goal yeah. and De I'm surprised De Gea hasn't well, I mean, played there
0: The centre back pairing with Smalling might work quite well there because Smalling isn't really known for his great passing ability and all the rest of it I mean he's more of a sort of blocker I think they could, be, they could complement each other quite well actually because Forza is obviously more of a footballer
1: I'll be honest though if Forza Menza ends up being our centre half next year I'll still, I'll still be worrying because he shouldn't be you know there's, there's players out there we should be looking to buy in that position and have done for two yeah. years the, you know Varane Marquinhos Thiago Silva maybe less so him but there are the, the, listen it's very clear what we have to do if, if we're going to um, improve but okay, I don't so think Chris, Chris
2: we're talking this we'll talk sort of a bit about next year with regards to signings still early yet it's not really looking that we're going to get in the top four at this moment in time it's going to be a tough one do you think we're going to be able to attract the players still?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, listen, you've got a year's grace. It's whether... I, it all depends on who the manager's going to be. It's as simple as that right now. And nobody really knows. And there's all the chatter going on in the press between Mourinho's PR. Ferguson's coming out last week doing an interview saying X, Y, and Z. Van Hal has his Dutch mate in the papers saying, I might be staying next year. It is all up in the air. It is April... Chances are, at the big clubs, those signings, especially with the Euros going on, that are moving are already pretty much done. Amongst the big clubs, they know who exactly they're going to buy and who they're going to sell. We don't even know who our manager's going to be. No, no.
2: Uh, Robert, uh, I mean, how many players do you think we need? Um, don't please don't say eleven.
0: Oh, well, if I, if I just reverse it slightly, I was thinking before who would you really, in terms of you know, starting players, you'd want to keep for the future? We've also got a, a fantastic goalkeeper. There's every chance he could disappear. He could easily be off to Madrid again. And then I think after that, I think we. I look at Smalling. I look at our, some of our younger defenders. The one we've just mentioned, Vossenmester, Shaw, borthwick Jackson, Varela, the uh, Uruguayan lad. After that, I think Martial up front. In between, and Rashford as potential, Lingard has potential, in between that, there's not a huge amount screaming out as, uh, you know, Muff's day over the next mm. two or three years. There's quite a lot of, you know, good, solid players. Blint, I like, but, you know, a, I think, to be honest, the, the level that Manchester United want to be, I think Blint is at best a utility yeah, player, the squad player he comes. He is, and that's nothing. I like him, I think no, he's really good, good, but relying on him the way we have done he's just wrong. And uh, I think Schneidling, will he make it? Well, at the moment, again, the jury's out with that. I and mean, the likes of Ashley Young and Valencia, I really think that the, the curtain needs to come down yeah. on their Manchester careers. Cause it's just average. They they represent, when they were brought into the club, it represented a time where we were cutting corners and trying to go for the, for the more of the bargain bucket end of the premiership. And it's found out that that sort of level has infiltrated the team and turned us into the rather average operation that we are presently, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, well, Chris, you mentioned Snydlin, and I think uh, it was. I don't know what he is, to be honest. I mean, Carrick's come to the end of his career. You can see he's, what pace he has got. He's lost it. Uh, he seems to give a ball away a lot more, but Schneidlin, I don't think he can pass a ball. He can't see a pass. He's not creative. He seems to dive into a lot of challenges and looks a bit uncomfortable. I mean, what?
1: I don't know. I, 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 Carrick, for me, you know, needs players ahead of him who can run and he's suffering because he's got no one to pass to. Schneiderlin can't even pass it. I mean, in that position in midfield, your ability as a United player is to switch play quickly and accurately. He can't do it. He, now, he might win the ball back and win a tackle, but his 10-yard passing is short. He doesn't get ahead of the ball. I kind of asked a few Southampton mates um, what he, they thought of him, and they loved him because he he won it and got forward, And, and but he had Mane and Tadic either side to get the ball quickly. In the, in the United team that has so much possession, you've got to be better than that, and he can't. I don't think he can pass it. Yeah,
2: I mean, we've got, we got, we lack goal scorers. We lack creative midfielder who can actually see a ball and, and assist, but we, we lack goal scorers. And Rooney's apparently making his comeback tonight in an under 21 game. That's on a Monday night. Uh, but if we list, look at some of these stats, this says United have scored 39 goals in the Premier League this season. That's 21 fewer than Spurs, one fewer than Bournemouth. And when United won the title last, they finished up with 86 goals when they won that. Uh, United have failed to score in 10 games this season, and United averaged only 10.6 shots over 90 minutes. Only Newcastle, West Brom have a worse goal ratio. And compared to that, City... And Spurs, 17.1 shots every 90 minutes. That kind of shows you what the problem is. And we'll move on to what we think the problem is now. It's King Louis's reign coming to an end. Um, at the, um, apparently Zlatan has come out and said he won't come to United if LVG is still there. Uh, LVG is saying that Spurs are basically on the same level as United. That's what he believes that is at the moment. He he basically got into a how big's your willy competition at the end of this, uh, at the meeting, at uh, the press conference afterwards and
1: saying, well, Spurs isn't a bigger club than United. Um, I mean, it isn't a bigger club than United. It isn't. I mean, that's the fact. That's fair enough. But some of the things LVG says, I put them into David Moyes' mouth and see how we'd all react.
2: Yeah. What do you see, R- Robert? Let's... Um, there was a poll on Manchester Evening News and it had, um, the, uh, put the people that went into it. Was, will LVG, do you still want him in the, in the t- at the club? And 92% of Manchester Evening News readers, followers said 92%. No, 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 no. Where do you stand on this, Robert? And do you think he will be at the club next year? Because there seems to become some kind of vanity project going on on the board. Some people want him, some people don't. Mm. Who's in charge? Who's making the decisions? What do you think?
0: Well, my my belief is that he should go. And if you step away from even what's going on presently, you have to remember it's a short-term project, the Van Hall project. It's a three-year project. Unless he's lying... He's, he's, he's made it clear from very early on he's only here, even if he's kept the job for another year, it's a short-term project that's failed, so it's not like we're building for the future or tearing up a long-term plan, I don't think there is one involving Louis van Gaal, so I think we just cut our losses now, because as I say it, just, it simply hasn't worked. In terms of what the club are going to do, I have to say I have very, very little faith in the organisation, I think they've probably been making up as they've gone along, I think they've been rather anxious to keep van Gaal the Van Hol ship sailing, you know, for the for the time being, because they've been they've been they have fears about Mourinho. They've obviously been voiced before by the likes of uh, Bobby Charlton, in more coded fashion by Alex Ferguson. I do I think they have been rather uncertain. I I think I I guess Van Hull's number will be up. If the uh, when it becomes clear that we are not going to get a Champions League place, I only use that with a parallel what they did with David Moyes. That was their excuse to cut their losses. And there's, there are real commercial sort of commitments attached. To United being in the Champions League, I think that would be that would be when we we, we would say goodbye to him.
2: Yeah, well, Chris. I, I think I've heard out of uh, the Dutch news that LVG is interested in taking over the youth system at uh, Ajax. Um, let's throw some names out. We, we say Mourinho. Giggs, Pochettino, anyone in particular you think would be good for the job or well, wouldn't
1: be? I, I've been consistent in that I think we should give it gigs, I've, and I and I kind of still stand by that option. I think, you know, um, I wish it was six months ago when we when we gave him that job. I think my other, Pochettino has all the hallmarks of a United manager on paper in terms of bringing youth through, playing good football, attacking football, what he's done at Southampton and Tottenham is consistent and then you look outside of that and you see who's around and really there's not many suitable candidates Um, Larry White has been talked about, it depends what happens, how well PSG do Laurent Blanc um, coming back to United, Um, Ferguson has always been a fan of his um, it all depends on how much say he thinks he has. You know, the Glazers said, Well you had a big say over Moyes, he didn't quite get that right. And, you know, in, in Ferguson's last eighteen months, some of those decisions he made, um, with the likes of Pogba, lost a lot of currency, I think, um in the short term for him there. So amongst this power vacuum that's going on at Old Trafford, who 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 knows? And that's the frustrating thing. I'm not certain Van Haal won't still be there. I think Wednesday night is massive to that effect. Yeah. He could be gone by Thursday yeah. if Andy Carroll jumps all over Daily Blind. Yeah. We'll find out.
2: The Robert, the gigs, the gigs thing is you know, a lot of people do want him. They like this legacy. They, they like the legacy. Mm. They like the, the feeling of having someone in there who is a red at heart and who's been at the club and understands the club's ethos. Do you think it's a risk to give him the job because he doesn't have the experience or that it could actually ruin his own personal legacy at the club?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just if there's, as much as I obviously like and admire him as a player over the years, obviously I, I, you, we don't witness what he's doing behind the scenes every day now as an assistant. Of course we don't. We, we rarely get to hear his thoughts these days. I'd have to honestly say that if there's a gun to my head, is he, would he succeed as a Manchester United manager? I just don't think he would. And that's not being uh, deliberately unpleasant to him. I just think it's an extremely difficult job to do well. I think of all those other great Manchester United players who ended up being managers. Some of them have survived, like Steve Bruce, the likes like Mark Hughes. Would either of them get near the Manchester United job? No, they wouldn't. It's very, very difficult. Manchester United isn't one of the top four club jobs in the world still. That takes a remarkable human being, probably needs a bit of luck along the way, remarkably strong, resilient, mad person to be able to, do, to, be able to survive in that job. I just don't think gigs has those characteristics to make it. I think it would end in tragedy to be honest if he got it
1: I think what hasn't helped him in terms of um, kind of getting a a good campaign for him going is Gary Neville failing at Valencia hasn't helped Mm. if Gary had done quite well at Valencia then you go look well it's part of the same thing let's give gigs the gig and it Kind of hasn't worked out that way. I do think Mark Hughes, though, domestically, you I've know, with his performance, quite a few times. Yeah, it should court, be in, should cast, be talked actually. about. Yeah. Should be talked about about it.
2: Uh, I'm with you on that because he's really turned that Stoke team around. And sometimes you have to give someone a chance. You can't always keep going back to a, another player, or you could get someone like Kiki Sanchez Flores, like just because he's De Stefano's gra- godson or whatever. But like the <clears throat> thing is, with Mourinho, I, it's, I can see all the negatives with it, but. Would he not? Would Fulsa Mensa get a game?
1: Um, no. I mean, here's the thing. Mourinho's a commercial decision. Mourinho is the easy decision because comm- you go, well, I've got the best manager around who's available. He's won all these things. He's now the manager of Manchester United. He'll look great on the posters in the Far East. He'll sell load of pot noodles in Thailand as, and with, with Zlatan, the number seven shirt, pairing off a new season. Commercially, mm. he's the right thing to do. Football-wise, is he the right thing to do? I'm not sure. Morally, within the club, is he the right thing to do? I don't think so. And if you want Mourinho to be a manager, then take your prawn sandwiches to Old Trafford because you're that kind of football fan.
2: Yeah, I think, but then we all know United now as a a club, unfortunately, is a commercial entity more than a football team. Um, I would say with Guardiola coming across the the other side, Klopp going to have a second season, Conte coming to Chelsea... Is it is it too much of a risk to give the job to Giggs and not give it to Mourinho? I've always said this on the podcast for a number of years that if United didn't get it right when Ferguson retired, if they didn't manage the situation correctly, we could end up in the wilderness like we did after Busby and basically like what Liverpool are like now. And that's my biggest fear if we don't get this right. And
1: that's why going for Mourinho is a commercial decision. You know, you put Conte, Mourinho... Guardiola, Klopp in the mix—it's like a, a trailer for a new film. Yeah, I mean that's that's that makes sense. I, I get that, yeah. but I don't think it's the right decision for the football club.
2: Okay, let's, let's let's talk about it then. Who do you think will be United manager at the
1: start of the season? I think Mourinho will be. I don't think he should be, but I think he will be. Robert.
0: Yeah, I as much as I distrust the United uh, hierarchy regarding Van Gaal. I just I I think the tide will be too strong. It will take them that way.
2: Okay. So let me ask you this, Chris. If United win the FA Cup and manage to scrape into the top four, can you see L V G still
1: at United Yeah, AC? absolutely. I think Woodward Wood, would be would his own ego would think his point has been proved, he's been vindicated and uh, Van Hal would be offered the chance to stay. Now if you were Van Hal, I'd be clever enough to go well actually I might leave on a high here and go and retire mm-hmm. now because it's not going to get that much better in the next year with all the work I have to do with the team. If
2: you, uh, we'd like to hear from you at United Redcast, Who do you think will be the next Manchester United manager? Can Rojo go on and be the new Phil Jones, who's the new <laughs> Duncan Edwards? We want to know these things. It's a bit of United news for you. Do you remember yesterday the coach was delayed? United always stay in the landmark hotel, which is in Marylebone, when they come to London. And no wonder they got stuck in traffic. They got fined £5,000 for that, turning up late. And on other news, someone who's lost money as well. Good old Alex Ferguson out at the Masters had £8,000 on Jordan Spieth to win. Lost that. And apparently, when the third goal went in against Tottenham, he threw his sausage sandwich at the
1: telly and left the room. That's what you like to <laughs> say. It still matters to him. Well, I guess £8,000 a weird number to put on a bet, isn't it? That well, shows how Scottish he is. You're around 10 would have been about right, I think. <laughs>
2: I'm surprised he put eight thousand pounds on it. To be honest, let's move on to another another game now. Now this really could define our season. This I think is the most important game we've had for a while. It's important for LVG, and I think it's important for us as a club because I can't remember the last time we got to an FA Cup final. Millwall so so long ago. I think Delhi Alley was probably six when that happened. a <laughs> um, big a big game. A much much improved West Ham under. A, quite a good manager you have to say they're on a roll um, going into a new stadium last FA Cup game last night game I think at West Ham so every every kind of last last for them coming up Uh, what do you see happening in this Chris I I, I think this is going to be tough
1: I think it's very simple what's going to happen in this game I think Andy Carroll is absolutely going to maul Daily Blind. And I think they're going to to win quite comfortably. They've got an extra day's rest. If you watch them on Saturday, they should have beaten Arsenal. They were faster, quicker to the ball. Under lights, Upton Park is always difficult. You think about, can you see us scoring? No. I just see Andy Carroll just running riot.
2: That ponytail running around like Black Beauty. Uh, He's got (laughs) a motivation
1: to get into the Euros. And he absolutely... Um, battered those Arsenal centre backs, and it was a big mistake from Wenger not playing Czech once they'd seen Carroll in the side, because Czech would have organised that defence better. It's a big game for David De Gea. It was a big landmark game a couple of years ago for De Gea when he um, stood up to Carroll yep. and got bullied around. He's going to have to do more so again because I just think if I'm Pié or I'm um, whoever's playing the right, whether it's Valencia or Sacco I, I am crossing the ball and pulling onto Daily Blind, and I'm going to cause havoc,
2: Robert. I'm sure you're looking forward to this game too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not looking forward. I think it is going to, yeah, it, 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 it looks, it looks very, very difficult for us. Very difficult indeed, you say. And if, you, if you're say, doing the West, you know, the West um, backroom stuff now, you've been looking at that, wouldn't you? The way they targeted Arsenal, you see a similar tactic again. On the plus side, you could say, as, as you said at the beginning, Van Hall has made a habit of giving himself an extra lease nice of fun. life at the last minute, I and mean, is this one of those events where he, he sneaks a surprise win? As I told you, so I'm still in control. But overall, I think I think going going to West Ham night game middle of the week such a difficult place to go at the best of times. And I, I think I think I think the they'll be overwhelmed. I have to say, presently.
2: Yeah, I, I fear for us. I mean, United have had 46 shots on target since New Year. I think I think top West Ham had that against Arsenal on the Quite week. Possibly, yeah. It's, it's going to be a yeah, tough I mean, one, isn't it?
0: Well, let's look at even our midfield. And I'd say Mark Noble is no world beater. But he's a real dynamic, energetic sort of player. And I don't think we've even got anyone at the minute who's going to sort of you know match that sort of passion and aggression in the middle of the field. You know, Michael Carrick as a wonderful technical player. He is. Has never never been the most dynamic, hard tackling individual. Now he's losing his legs as well. Snidling seems to be in no man's land as a player presently. It's, I mean, and our other option is bringing on the big Belgian lump who will just elbow someone in the face. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty... To be honest, I, that, the midfield, that might, the that really might
1: work on Wednesday. I <laughs> <tell>. It <laughs> might work on Wednesday. You know, put him up, would you have Ashley Young up front or Fellaini with his elbows flying? I mean, yeah. it's sad but true, but it might be a case of lumping up to the big man and playing might, around him.
0: It, might, it, it, it uh, might appear, I think you're right, it could well appear in that game.
1: You know, unless he's not suspended anymore. No, he's not. He's, he's on the bench. on day. The day. so it, it could be a, an option. I, I, I w- agree with you, Robert, about getting over running midfield because you know Cuyate, um breaks into the box really well, pressurizes, um, yeah. and Payet is a Manchester United player all over. He's just he's great totally to watch, isn't he?
0: He's just screams great out as a United player.
1: Yeah. What scores then, Chris? What do you reckon for this one? Um, I think it will be. Uh, I think we'll get beat two nil. Bobby.
0: I'm going to say exactly
1: the same I have
2: to say yeah. I, I think it might go to penalties this do you yeah <laughs> I think it's going to go I think it could go all the way and we'll just get we, we will miss every penalty
1: I should point out there's a really big fish goldfish bowl of Haribo right in front of Dave <laughs> right now I think he's been having too much of it
2: <laughs> you've got to believe haven't you let's go on to another game which I think we're probably not going to win that either we've got the mighty Aston Villa coming to yeah. Old Trafford on Saturday three o'clock kick-off um. Yeah. City. I mean. Uh, Villa. Already down. Really. Terrible example of a football team. Worse than United. Um. Even though we've got similar stats when it comes to goal scoring and goals on shots on target, which isn't good. Uh. A team in disarray. A team that just want the season to be finished and over and done with. No manager. Chris. What do you think is going to happen this weekend?
1: Well, again, you know, Wednesday night will have a big factor about playing Villa. Um, Villa have got absolutely nothing to play for. United might have a new manager, the best case scenario, that Giggs is standing in. Or um, and Do you playing. think if, if United get beaten this bad against West Ham, he could get the tin tack then? Well, I've struggled all year to understand... Uh, when's the right time to sack him? Because there seems to have been so many occasions when it was the right time to sack yeah. him. I would like to think that no, I think everyone accepts fourth place is a bit gone, especially after the weekend's mm-hmm. results with yeah. City. Um, the, out of the FA Cup, why, why, why keep him on at the moment? I mean, I would like to think Thursday morning you'd you'd get rid of him, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, um, you know, Villa one nil. We'll win 1-0, it'll he'll si- he'll play it sideways, it'll all be very boring, and there might be some booing, and we'll win 1-0. Yeah, Robert, what, do you concur? As they yeah, say, old no, I mean, Doctor, I mean, Doctor films, do you concur? Oh,
0: I, 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 I know I, I have relatives who are Villa fans, and I've heard really how pitiful they truly are. The brief times I've had the misfortune of watching them, you can't <laughs> dispute that. So you mentioned I should beat them by more than one, but yeah... I, 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 C- certainly a, a victory, uh, and I think overall Van Hall will argue though that um, he's got. I mean, you heard this match today. He says there's 18 points to play for. And that's his big thing. He's looking at that home game against Villa, and I believe it's a home game against Palace.
2: And then he's Leicester probably at
0: talking home. that up, saying that's six points for us, then it's because Leicester City. And he's probably he. He's probably still arguing his comments saying, How can you get rid of me when we're only so many points behind City and there's eighteen points to play for? Probably a bogus argument, but I'm guessing that's why United are hanging on to him until it's mathematically impossible for us to so so I think I think he could be there he might not. He, he, he might be gone by the time. Say so we're away to West Ham for our Premier League game towards the end, of, around the tenth of May. But I think he's going to be there for the next few matches.
1: But on the upside, you know, Rooney um, should be back by the weekend, and that should be a really highly moted Wayne Rooney to get some form in before the Euros, because there's no guarantee that he's going to be in that. I mean, he probably will be in the first couple of games. But he needs to show some form. And by form, I mean scoring some goals. When when Vardy, Sturridge and Kane uh, are all banging them in, I think there should be a highly motivated Wayne Rooney between now and the end of the season.
2: So you said 1-0 for you, Chris. What do you say, Robert?
0: Well, I, I, I'll, I'll go crazy and say we'll win 2-0. <laughs> you
2: know what? I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. You know that. I think they're going to score up before before the 10 minutes is up on the clock and everyone's going to start booing and then we're going to scrape
1: some goal just by the way on the penalties who wins the penalties oh we we get, we get ten, beat we get beyond on penalties yeah. and then it's 1-1 one, one against Villa yeah yeah right I'm going to put a, a one pound of English money on that okay double this weekend.
2: Well, uh, you're more than welcome to stick one pound on English money or whatever currency you're looking for or whatever country you are. Please follow us at United Red Cards if you have any thoughts on what is going on with United at the moment. Should LVG stay to the end of the season? Will West Ham beat us or will United be lifting the FA Cup? Can we scrape into fourth place? Can we win more than one game in a row? Can we beat Villa, the worst team in the Premier League? Can we have more than one shot on target in 90 minutes? Can we do that? Can we at least score a few more goals? Can we play a striker in a
1: striking position? Can Rojo take a throw in that isn't illegal?
2: Can our coach turn up on time? All this and more will be answered on the next edition of the Manchester United Redcast. Thank you and good night.
1: If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblower's a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.
2: 18 plus.